Welcome to All Truth No Cap, a podcast for teenagers. Please follow and leave some feedback. And as always, if you have a question or a topic you'd like to hear more about, shoot it my way, uh, whether by Instagram, at BenMorseyYP, or on Facebook, or by text message, or even email at ben.morsey at lbctheodore.com. And I look forward to hearing from you, and I'm looking forward to helping you navigate the world that you are here and that you are living in. Um, we're going to continue our Under the Influence uh, that we started last uh, podcast, and I'm going to kind of look at it from a different angle uh, this evening. Um, the first way, or just review how we looked at it last time, um, we looked at the idea of what influences us. And uh, the idea that our heart is to be guarded according to what Proverbs says. We're supposed to keep it with all diligence and uh, protect it because out of it are the issues of life. And in turn, the things that we allow to influence us, the things that we allow to um, play a role in who we are and what we say, what we do, uh, is determined a lot by what we take in. And uh, the only ways we can we can be influenced is through our eyes and through our ears. And uh, so then taking that into consideration and protecting our eyes and protecting our protecting our ears the sole goal being then once again to protect our heart we talked about um the uh the strange woman and the fact that uh, with words uh, was how she uh, got a hold of the simple one, uh, the, the simple man there. And then we talked about Eve, David, and Achan as well, and their eyes got them. And the Bible says they saw, uh, Eve saw the fruit, Achan saw the, the Babylonish garment and the gold and silver, and then David saw Bathsheba, and every one of them took uh, of what they saw. And so once again, learning to protect our eyes and protecting our ears. Uh, but we use the idea of under the influence and we started out by talking about, honestly, uh, about someone who would drink alcohol. The fact that the alcohol would control the way they talked, uh, would control or maybe slur of speech and all that. Uh, it would alter their actions and that it would also um, uh, reverse or I'm sorry, reduce their inhibitions. It would keep them from uh, functioning the way they normally would. It would make them do things that they might not normally do and say things they might not normally say. And understanding then the comparison that when we allow things to influence us, they then alter or they change the way we act, the way we talk and things like that. So we're trying to keep ourselves from or trying to put ourselves under the proper influence uh, and that's where the the title of this came from so that was what we talked about last time and if you obviously if you've missed that go back and listen to that and uh as i always say you're welcome to shoot me follow-up questions shoot me maybe a topic uh also that you're wondering about today uh, this this episode or this podcast episode we're going to look at uh once again under the influence we're gonna look at it a little differently though in regards to what kind of an influence are you we talked about the things that influence us and of being very careful what influence what influences us. But what kind of an influence are you on your world? You know, I've, I stress over and over whether uh, on this podcast or on uh, in real life, stressing to y'all that it's no accident that you've been born here in 2022, or not born in 2022, that you're a teenager here in 2022. It's no accident. God has you here for a purpose. What kind of an influence? are you going to be? Are you just going to be blown about by the world and accept whatever comes along? Or are you going to stand up? Are you going to influence the world for good and for Christ? And that's what we're going to look at here. In um, Matthew chapter 5, 
uh, in verses 13 through 16. I'm going to paraphrase it just for sake of time. Um, but in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16, we find the passage that talks about being the salt of the earth. And uh, it says specifically there, though, but if the salt has lost its savor or its saltiness, if you will, wherewith shall it be salted? The Bible says it's thenceforth good for nothing. To, but to be cast out and trodden underfoot of men. In other words, it's of no use because it's been so influenced, it's been so changed by the world around it. And obviously you're talking about, you know, could could go back to the last episode about the idea of it, um, about the, the things of this world uh, influencing us. But let, once again, we're, we're shifting the feet here, shifting the, the shoe to the other foot. Are you salty? And I know in our term terminology, sometimes it's not uh, what necessarily we're thinking of when we use that term. But according to the Bible, as a Christian, I'm supposed to have a saltiness. I'm supposed to have an influence in this world. But when I allow other things in, it dilutes uh, the saltiness or it dilutes the salt aspect of, of who I am and what I'm supposed to be. And it makes me more like the world than like Christ. And that's why Jesus told the disciples there in Matthew chapter 5, he says, look, if the salt, if, if you've lost your saltiness, if you've lost your savoriness, you're of no use. And so in turn, understanding, obviously being careful what influences us, but then understanding I am to be an influence in the world that I'm in. I'm not supposed to be part of the things that go on, but I can't help but, but be in this world. God allowed you to be a teenager in 2022. Are you being an influence for him are you doing uh his work are, are you pushing your generation toward him another verse going along with that and then we're going to hit one specific passage here in a second but romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 focusing primarily on verse 2 though uh, the bible says be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind Okay, two, two key words there that I want to look at. First of all, conform. To conform to something means I've already got a set form. And to conform means to to break or, or to, to smash into a mold. You think of uh, maybe trying to make something and I have uh, maybe a, a like a, a block of jello and I'm trying to get it to form to say uh, some little mold that I may have. Uh, I'm going to have to cram that thing in there. And I understand jello's jiggly and all that, but uh, but what, you know, I'm going to have to cram it. I'm going to lose pieces and all that. That's conforming. It's taking something that isn't something and trying to make it into something else. Transformed is the second word. Transform means God completely changes who we are completely changes everything about us. And the, the comparison there to me is, as a Christian, I make the choice to conform to this world. As I looked in the, we looked in the last passage, I make the choice to become unsalty. I make the choice to lose my saltiness. I make the choice to be more like the world, to conform to the world rather than being the Christian, rather than being the salty or the salt or the saltiness that I'm supposed to be, I decide to dilute all that and make myself conform to this world and therefore lose any influence that I may have. You know, our world is looking for influence. You know, we all, everyone's looking for it. That's what I mean, the, the boom of social media comes from people, hey, well, you know what? I want to have this influence. I want to have that influence. And uh, maybe getting that little blue check, which obviously I don't think anybody that listens to this podcast has the little blue check. Um, but, it, you know, the, the idea of looking, how, how much influence do you have? How many followers do you have? Now, once again, I told you before, it's not all about having followers. 
followers, but what are you doing with the influence that you do have? You know, you're a senior in high school, okay? You got 7th through 11th graders and even some seniors that are looking at you. What are you going to do with that influence? Well, I'm just in 7th grade, okay? What are you doing with the influence that you have with the 6th graders on down? Because they're looking at you. They're they're being influenced by you. And just like we said in the last podcast about being careful what we allow to influence us, what kind of an influence are you being on them? The passage I really want to focus on now is in 1 Timothy 4. Uh, Paul is talking to Timothy here. And uh, he's giving him some, uh, I don't want to call it fatherly admonitions, but he's trying to help him see some things. Um, Timothy was young. Uh, Timothy was, uh, he didn't have it all together. Now, as his uh, life progresses, his ministry progressed, he started to get things together. But this is what I want you to look at. In First Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, Paul makes a statement. He says, let no man despise thy youth. Okay, we stop there for a second and just say, look, as a teenager, in a lot of cases, and whether it's right or not, I'm not here to debate that, but a lot of times your youth is despised. You're just a teenager, and you can't, and you can't, and you this, and and once again, teenagers get blamed for things, and I'm once I'm not I'm not uh, tearing up uh, the adults. Okay, I'm not doing that here. What I'm saying is, don't provide a reason for you to be judged that way. It's already going to happen because you're a teenager. Whether that's right or not is irrelevant for what we're talking about. So in turn, stop adding ammunition to it and simply do things the right way. And that's what we're going to look at here. He says, let no man despise thy youth. But then he says, but be thou an example of the believers. To me, being an example, that's influence. You lead by example. You can talk all you want but people follow what you do. You've heard the statement before that your walk talks and your talk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks. What you do is far more important than what you say because people see what you do and what you do is it's much more lasting on their mind than anything you ever said. You know, you think back to this past school year and if I were to ask you about specific instances uh, maybe your top 10 memories. Of the top 10 memories, I guarantee you nine, possibly 10, are all things that happened, not things that were said. And, uh, for instance, uh, we had a couple different instances. Uh, a one, one teenager was uh, walking to the back of the room and tripped over a book bag and put his head through a wall. It, it happens. And, it, you know, what was being said in the class, I have no idea. I just know that happened and that's a memory that people have. And so understanding it's the doing that leaves a bigger memory, a bigger impact, a bigger influence with those that are following you. So Paul tells Timothy, he says, don't let anybody despise the fact that you're young, but be an example. In other words, use your influence. Now, here's what I want you to look at. The influence he says, is, or the influence that he wants him to have is right here. He says, but be an example uh, of the believers in word. What do you talk about? As we said in the last podcast in regards to influence, you can only talk about the things that you've allowed into your ears or into your eyes. But what do you talk about? Is it positive? Is it, if, uh, even aside from anything Christian, is it positive or are you constantly negative? But then back to the Christ, is it about Christ? Is it about spiritual things? Or is it about 
the latest this and the latest that and uh, worldly type things. And once again, I like I like to be in the know. I mean, it's there. I wouldn't say there's any, nothing, there's nothing inherently wrong. I guess if you will of knowing different things. But are you seeking that? Are you seeking that influence and to know more about that than you are about knowing Christ? Because I think the closer we get to Christ, the more we realize that all those other things are irrelevant and unimportant. But far too often, those are the things we're chasing, and those are the things we think about, and in turn, those are the things we talk about. And so he says, first of all, be an example in word, but then he says, in conversation. Now, this word conversation here, a lot of times we think of uh, the uh, art of communication, talking back and forth, but this word conversation here uh, goes more toward the idea of uh, my activity, the things that I do. So he says, first of all, in word, but then second of all, what I do. Do I do the things that a Christian would be expected to do? Would people question whether I'm a Christian or not based on the things that I do? You think, well, people shouldn't be judgmental. Well, whether or not they should be is irrelevant. Are you representing Christ with the things you do? It's so easy for us to say, well, you know what? Judge not that you be not judged. And okay, but are the things that I'm doing representative of Christ? Or representative of the world because ultimately like i said as a christian we're to be we're to have that saltiness we're, we're supposed to exude christ people should see christ in us do they do they see christ in your social media when you post things when you post things to your story when you post things on snapchat or tiktok which don't even get me started on either one of those but when you post things is it honoring to christ because if it's not you are being a bad influence plain and simple Well, I don't like that. I'm not here to be liked. I'm here to tell you, look, you as a Christian are meant to influence for Christ and meant to influence for good. Stop influencing for the world. Stop taking the time to investigate into what the world has to offer and then pushing that agenda. Why not push Christ's agenda? I've challenged you before the idea of a tithe. You know, if you if if you make a dollar, uh, ten cents belongs to Christ. It's ten percent of what you make. But you ever think of of your social media posts? And I think you should do it more than this. But just as a bare minimum, every ten posts, one of them should be spiritual. I'd say tithe of your social media. And I understand tithing comes from the things that God has given to us, and we give ten percent back. I understand all that, but just just using the concept as a kind of a general base and saying, you know what, for every nine posts I put out about, you know, maybe the shoes I'm wearing, or, or this event happening in my house, or this going on, that going on, whatever the case may be, put one out there with a the Bible verse. Put one out there with uh, maybe a something to do with church, or something to do with a youth group, or whatever the case may be but something Christ-related. Now, once again, to me, that should be a bare minimum if I'm to be influencing the way I'm supposed to be, if I'm spreading the salt like I'm supposed to be. But he tells uh, Timothy here, he says, be an example to the believers, be an influence to the believers in word and in conversation. Then he continues on in charity. Now, charity, we understand, is love, uh, but not the the love like you think of a boyfriend, girlfriend, or husband-wife type love, more of a love for everyone a care for everyone. You know, it's easy for us to care about the people we like, the people we get along with, the people that we love. But according to the Bible, we're supposed to have charity or we're supposed to have love toward everyone. Even the people we may not get along with, even honestly, even maybe that teacher you don't get along with. 
the Bible says we're, suppo- we're still supposed to show charity toward them. We're supposed to show a, a Christian love toward them. How are you doing with that? Like I said, it's easy for us to treat the people that we maybe have a connection with. It's easy for us to treat them well. What about the other people in the youth group, maybe that you don't connect to, not connect to as well? I'm not saying you got to sit around and spend hours with them, but have you tried to reach out to them? Have you tried to connect to them? Have you shown them charity? Because you understand that's what somebody did with you. That's where the uh, the connection came from. Somebody took time to spend time with you. You think, well, no, we just hit it off, okay? But they had to reach out and take the risk of saying, this person may not be the type of person I'm going to connect with. Are you doing that? Are you reaching out? We talked a couple Wednesday nights ago about uh, not having clicks. And uh, once again, to give them their shout out here, I applaud the girls. Uh, we had a couple, uh, couple new girls come and you all reached out to them, did a great job with them. But ultimately, that's the way it should be all the time. In other words, there should be no, there should never be a, I, I didn't feel welcome. I, if somebody's going to say they didn't feel welcome, it shouldn't be because we made them feel that way. It should just be because they didn't get all the attention that they desired. And I'm just being honest with you. We should reach out, and I'm not saying reach out in an irritating way to where we drive people away, but that Christian love. And he says, be an example in charity. Be the, be the one who reaches out. Be the one who, who shows love to others, even in some cases when it's not reciprocated, when it's not given back. So he says, be, uh, be an example in word or influence in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit. Your attitude, your demeanor, your countenance, as the Bible says. Are you an example? Are you in a, an influence for good with your attitude? Does your attitude, you know, uh, you're not everybody's going to like everything, okay? Say, for instance, maybe the youth pastor puts you with somebody that you aren't necessarily best friends with when you go out teen soul winning. What's your attitude like? Is it, I can't believe, I don't even want to come up. Or is it, well, this is the way it's going to be. I'm just going to get to know this person. You see, your attitude says a lot about what's going on inside your heart. And once again, I understand there are times you get disappointed. You know, there are times I get disappointed. But you have to be very, very careful about the control of your demeanor. And that's what he tells uh, Timothy here. He said, you need to be an influence with a good testimony, with a good attitude, a good countenance, or good spirit in the case here. Two more to go. He says, in faith, in faith, do you know what you believe? Do you know it well enough to pass it on to someone else? And I'm not saying every individual thing. I'm saying the main, what we consider core beliefs uh, of, of the Christian faith, uh, of what you, you know the Bible says. Are you an influence with those things? Are you afraid to talk about those things? And once again, I understand that I'm not saying every waking moment is you sitting down and expounding the truth of, you know, Obadiah. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is far too often, spiritual conversations like that get pushed to the back. You understand the, the Bible and Scripture are really the only things that are going to change a person's heart, change a person's life. And in turn, the influence of us saying, hey, you know what? You know, I was reading this yesterday in the Bible. And at first, it may be awkward. I'll be honest with you, it will be awkward. But if you are willing to overcome that awkwardness and allow it to become a regular thing, number one, it won't be as awkward, and you'll begin to see your influence, spiritually speaking, become much larger, become much more broad. But it takes us getting over that awkwardness and saying, you know what, 
You know what I was reading in my Bible? Now, in order to say I was reading in my Bible, you got to be in your Bible and reading, but that's for a different time altogether. But Timothy, or, uh, but Paul tells Timothy, be an example or be an influence uh, to the believers in your in your word, in your conversation, the things you do, in charity, your love toward others, in your spirit, your attitude or countenance, in your faith, in your what you believe. But then the last one, in purity. You know, our world wants to tell us what uh, the relationship between a man and a woman is supposed to be, and they have no idea. You know, the Bible says that God is love, and I've told you all before that there's no possibility that you can have the type of relationship that you are, that it would be good and peaceable and loving and God, or uh, centered around God without actually centering it around God. If you don't love God, if you don't have the relationship with God that you're supposed to have, your relationship here on earth will not be worth a hill of beans. But far too often we bought into the idea of the world and you know what, I'm going to follow my heart and I'm going to make it work and no, 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 no. You go to Christ, go to his word and allow him to tell you what is right. But keep yourself pure. You know, purity is a lost art nowadays. I love the example that uh, Brother Eddie used at camp with um, Brother Jonathan's wife and the uh, the chest with the gold pieces in it. And uh, obviously, when as you go to the wedding altar, you're wanting to give your husband everything. But if you've given away part of your heart to, to this boy in this class and this boy in this grade and this boy here, this boy there, you're going to come to your wedding altar. It's supposed to be the happy, one of the happiest days of your life, but you come to the wedding altar, uh, spiritually speaking, battered and, and beaten and bringing a, a half gift instead of everything because you'd given away so many different parts of your heart. You have to make the choice to say, you know what, I will remain pure till the day I say I do. That's a choice you have to make. Nobody can make it for you because you understand there's going to come a time when you're by yourself. And I told, I told you the other day in our Wednesday night service, our teen service, I said, if you wait till the time when temptation comes to decide what you believe, you're toast. The devil's going to chew you up and he's going to spit you out. You have to decide now, this is what I believe and this is, I'm going to keep myself pure. Not because mom and dad tell me to, not because pastor tells me to, not because brother and Mrs. Morsey say to, but because God deserves it and in his word, this is what he desires of me. You have to decide that for you. That's what Paul tells Timothy here. He says, look, you're supposed to be an influence. You need to be an influence. Don't let anybody despise the fact that you're young, but be an influence. Be an example to the believers in your word, the things you say, in your conversation, the things you do, and charity in your love toward other humans, in spirit, your attitude or countenance, your faith, the things you believe, and finally in purity, in your relationship with the opposite gender. Now here's the thing, you know, you, you think, well, you know what, I've already messed up in some of those areas. Okay, like I've told you before, God is a God of grace and God is a God of mercy. Confess it, forsake it, and move forward. Begin to influence for good. We looked first of all in the last podcast at the things we allow to influence us, now we looked at, what kind of an influence are you? Are you a good influence? Are you influencing for God? What do the younger kids come in behind you? What do they see? Do they see God in you? Do they see Christ in you? Do they see him working? Have you told them about him, uh, him working in your life? Have you shown them that? That's what it means to be a good influence. Well, I don't want to be a leader. I don't, it doesn't matter. We're all influencers. Some have a bigger influence than others, but ultimately we're all we're all influencers. It may to be one to be to one or two people. It may be to a bunch of people, but we're all influencers. What kind of influence are you 
toward others. We looked last time at being under the influence. What kind of influence are you providing for others to be under? Well, I hope it's been a help to you. And uh, like I said, just real quick, hitting two, uh, talking about influence and hitting those two quick thoughts there. And uh, if you do have any follow-up questions, any feedback, any topics you want to hear, shoot it my way. And I'm probably going to put a post uh, on or on my story on Instagram here in the next couple of days uh, for looking for some more topics. And uh, sometimes people, we don't want to send them in or it's not the right time or whatever. But uh, just looking once again to kind of help you guys navigate with where you're at in the world today. And, uh, but until next time, I hope you all have a great week, and we will see you next Saturday.